Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. These are the audio versions of the sermons preached each Sunday. I hope you enjoy. The second reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, verses 35 to 51. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he he exclaimed, Look, behold, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following him, he said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, Where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated is anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which translated means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus replied, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, You are the Son of God. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was talking to a colleague of mine a few weeks ago. She happens to be a marriage and family therapist. She was telling me how all of her clients seem to be facing the same issue at the start of this new year. Each of them had different things causing the issue, but the issue itself could be summed up as significant change. One client has a new baby, another a new job, and another a new health condition. Very different situations, but all of these situations forcing them to change and adapt and find what my colleague termed a new normal. 
The phrase, a new normal, stuck with me. I thought about the ways in which God is inviting me to consider a new normal in 2015. I thought about the members of the Associate Pastor Nominating Committee who have been searching for the right pastoral candidates to work with Alex and the Holy Spirit and all of you to bring a new normal to First Presbyterian Church. And I was reminded by both scripture readings this morning that God is always inviting us, pushing us, encouraging us, to be part of a new normal in our own lives, in our church, in our community, and in our world. John comes from the wilderness just before the passage I read, and he calls the people to repentance, baptism, and the forgiveness of sins. They come in droves to the Jordan, willing to ask for forgiveness, willing to be baptized, ready to be prepared for the coming of the Messiah that has long been promised to them. They seem eager to embrace a new normal, the new normal that John is teaching and preaching. Remember, John is not part of the religious establishment. He is not part of the status quo. So when the people respond to his call to baptism, they are, in fact, saying yes to significant change in their lives. They are saying yes to something outside of the box in which they have lived their religious and disciplined lives. They are not only turning away from sin, but they are turning away from comfortable religious traditions, rituals, and practices. They come to the Jordan eagerly, wanting a new normal, the new normal that John is preaching. The day after baptism, John is standing with two of his disciples when he sees Jesus and he says, Look, over there, the Lamb of God. And as soon as the two disciples of John hear this, they turn away from John and toward Jesus. Andrew, Simon's brother, was one of those. Andrew quickly goes and finds his brother. He doesn't want his brother to miss out on anything. And he tells his brother, we have found the Messiah. Seemingly, without question, without doubt, Simon joins Andrew, and these two grown men drop what is normal in their lives, leave behind established families and established careers, and they're able to embrace Jesus and whatever the new normal may be. This church began to embrace the new normal about 18 months ago when you called Alex Lang as pastor and head of staff. Alex referred to this new time in his first letter as one of the many epochs this church has seen and now a new epoch is beginning. In other words, it is an instant of time or an event that begins a new period for a culture or a community or a church. All of you are in a new normal learning to navigate your way through And sometimes it's easy and fun, and sometimes it's challenging. The day after Andrew and Peter begin following Jesus, they go to Galilee. 
Jesus sees Philip in Galilee and says to him, follow me. And once again, Philip is from the same city as Andrew and Peter, so maybe that's what gives him the confidence. Maybe it's Jesus' charisma. Maybe it's that Holy Spirit that's always at work. But for whatever reason, Philip follows just the way Andrew and Peter followed. They don't seem to be the least bit hesitant to give up their normal life. They don't seem the least bit hesitant to embrace a new normal. In fact, I find it astounding that they willingly enter into this new normal without fear, anxiety, worry, questioning, doubts, or any of those things that most of us will do when we face the choice of whether we are staying with the old or embracing the new. Then we meet Nathaniel. He is a friend of Philip's. And Philip starts telling Nathaniel about Jesus, and Nathaniel puts up that cautionary hand. Now, wait a minute. He's from Nazareth. We're from Bethsaida. Does anything good come out of Nazareth? I like Nathaniel. I can relate to Nathaniel. I am Nathaniel. Why rock the boat when things are going so well? Who seeks a new call at the church where they grew up? Who leaves their home of 20 years to join a team of virtual strangers as nice as they are? Who leaves their husband behind, especially when she likes him, and moves back in with her parents after 30 years? Things are going well. Our children all live in Louisville. They are settled. We are settled. Who needs a new normal? I like the current normal. Nathaniel asks some questions. He isn't so sure he wants to go with Philip. He likes Philip well enough, but he also likes things the way they are. He's wondering what has gotten into Philip. Nathaniel is more like me, and I'm guessing more like most of us. He is hesitant about this new thing. Now, it's been a little more than a year, about 18 months since Alex arrived, and a little less than a year since Ty arrived, and now, well, now you get to decide whether or not you want me to arrive. This church, all of you, have been through a lot. Alex is an amazing preacher, and I'm not just saying that because he may be my boss. I have heard lots of preachers, and it's hard to find really good ones. He challenges you with his new ideas and the way he thinks, and that's good for a church and its people. The challenge, because it's part of what keeps us growing spiritually. It's part of what allows our faith to continue to develop and keeps us from getting into that plateau, ho-hum kind of faith, which is very far from what Jesus wants for each of us. But it isn't easy. 
And some of you may be sitting in the pew and thinking, whatever happened to those good old sermons? Three points and a poem and you get to go home and read the paper. And now Barbara, who has been a loving and consistent presence for close to four years, is going to leave. And you are being asked to vote on yet another new pastor. Some of you may even be thinking, Louisville? What good can come out of Louisville? Philip doesn't try to convince Nathaniel that anything good comes from Nazareth. He doesn't argue with him. He simply issues the invitation, come and see. And so Nathaniel follows Philip. And before Nathaniel has a chance to ask anything of Jesus, Jesus sees Nathaniel and says, now look. There is an Israelite without a false bone in his body. And Nathaniel stops in his tracks and says, What? How do you know who I am? To which Jesus replies, One day, long before Philip called you here, I saw you under a fig tree. One day, Long ago, before Philip called you here, I saw you. That's the heart of this story of call. It's the same heart that's found in the lesson that Tom read from 1 Samuel. God knows us before we know God. Eli, Samuel, I mean, had never heard the voice of the Lord. He thought it was Eli the priest calling him. I never, not in a million years, thought I would come back to this church to serve as a pastor. And I have to be quite honest with you and say that some days I stop in my tracks and I clear my mind and I think, what is going on? What am I doing? But my theology... My faith says that one day, long before I sent my PIF to the committee, one day long before the committee did a Skype interview with me, God saw me. And the same is true for Alex and Ty. God saw us, and God saw each one of you, and God has brought us together for this epic in First Presbyterian Church. It's going to take a while to really feel like there's a new normal here. Things are most probably going to continue to shake, rattle, and roll for a while. The world in which we live is changing at an increasingly rapid pace. And truth be told, it has to keep changing or our world will self-destruct. And the church has to keep changing or it will self-destruct. We already see evidence of that in many places in our denomination and in other mainline denominations. As we work to establish a new normal together, we hold on to this. One day... Long before anyone invited us to be here, God saw us. God knows us. Jesus invites us. 
the Holy Spirit equips us to bring a new normal to our lives, to the life of this church, and to our crazy, broken world. Listen. Listen. Jesus is calling. Our pastors are encouraging us. It's time for a new normal. We aren't sure what it's going to look like. We do not know there will, we do know there will be some discomfort along the way. But we also live in the sure and certain hope of the knowledge that God knows us. Jesus has seen us sleeping under the fig tree. Or maybe it was dozing in the recliner. Or maybe it was sitting at our desk. Jesus has seen us. And he is inviting all of us to be part of a new normal. It won't be easy. It is not supposed to be easy. New things are always a struggle. But it will be so worth it. Because ultimately, without a doubt, it is God's work and not ours that we are doing. It is God who will define the new normal, who brings about the new normal. And while we don't know what the future holds, we always know who holds our future. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights, please visit www.fpcah.org for more information on service times, directions, and to learn more about the First Pres family of faith.